Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. happened again everyone welcome to the blackpool content club wrestle podcast i'm luke and dad i'm joined by tempest your jam that champion i'm joined by chopper p quinnell and we are the blackpool content club and maybe one week we'll get to do a fun episode of this show goodness maybe. me do you, remember, do you remember the first one yeah when it was like, when it oh. was like How's Triple H first three weeks those, been? Those heady days of <laughs> eight weeks ago. <laughs> when we had, oh, the fun and excitement of a new Triple H era. Mm, let's WWE. reflect on Roman Reigns. Let's talk oh, about, yeah, let's uh, talk about Izzy the WWE 500. I know, but like, I'm just, just going to put a call out, okay, to, to wrestling. Just pack it in, will you? <laughs> just have a, have a day off. Wind your neck in. Have, a, have a week off. Like, just... We we had a we had actually several episode ideas planned mm. for for this uh, yeah. edition of Blackpool Content Club. We were going to dive into um, Eric Bischoff's comments on why he hates pro wrestling and mm-hmm. why it just seems to be that all wrestling promoters hate pro wrestling mm-hmm. and they just think that wrestling matches are not an important part of wrestling. Yep. We were also going to tie that into Seth Rollins' comments mm-hmm. about how wins and losses don't matter mm. and. I thought that'd be a really fun discussion piece. But no. Instead, we are talking about more backstage AEW drama. Because uh, this has clearly been bubbling over for a little while. Mm. On uh, uh, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. So it would have happened on Tuesday. Uh, There was uh, a... Uh, a transcribe of a uh, Spanish interview that Andrade did with Mass Lucha, I believe, mm-hmm. where he talked about he had a problem with Sammy Guevara. And Sammy Guevara had complained to him because he hit him too hard during a match. I'm going to presume it was their series of matches that they did like March earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And then Sammy went on to Twitter and he said some stuff. And then Andrade said some stuff. And then Sammy said some stuff. And Andrade said, Well, that's fine. I'll see you Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Sure did. And mm. apparently AEW were aware, of course they were aware it was on Twitter and you know the Rust Talk News and other places this and the other. They were aware that this was going to happen, so they had security in place and they were trying to keep them apart and keep them separate, but it's it still happened anyway. 
So here is what Fightful Select reports. Uh, another backstage altercation took place in All Elite Wrestling. Sources familiar with the situation claimed that at the October 5th AEW Dynamite show, there was a, quote, altercation, end quote, between Andrade and Sammy Guevara. The two had taken shots at each other in interviews and on social media throughout the week, and it came to a head of the Dynamite tapings. Andrade was removed from a scheduled Mask versus Career match against Dark Order's 10, with the latter remaining on the Rampage schedule in another match. Those that we spoke to say that there was a verbal altercation that got physical, with Sammy Guevara shoving Andrade and Andrade throwing a punch, though the order of operations and specifics are certainly foggy. We're not sure if the punch was a- if the punch actually connected, but we're told it was not part of a grander work. At least one and possibly were at least one and possibly both wrestlers were removed from the tapings and sent home. TMZ has confirmed this report. Andrade posted, respect me and I'll respect you on social media shortly thereafter. Earlier today, Fightful Select noted that several in AEW were frustrated by the situation in light of the locker room being more cohesive in recent weeks because we are not that long removed from brawl out and the reports have been that the place has been actually much nicer. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's been more or less on the same page. And Dave Meltzer, when talking about this on Wrestling Observer Radio, said, look, this is a direct quote, look, Andrade's trying to get fired. We all know that. So maybe we'll get into that bit uh, in a little bit. Um, First off, let's talk about, oh man, can't believe we're here again. (sighs) It Mm -hmm. it really is like a... Mm -hmm. We actually talked about this. So next week's edition of uh, the Wrestle Behind the Scenes podcast mm-hmm. on um, patreon.com forward slash wrestle. The four of us recorded that yesterday, the three of us and Oliver Davis. And you actually made the point yesterday. It was like, man, it's like, it's not fun talking about this side of things. No. And like, like you think it's going to be dead good. And they'd be like, oh man, all this backstage drama and stuff. But actually after a while, it's like, Lads, just want to watch the show. Just want to watch the show. Do you know what's funny? Actually, I I did talk about this on the Dynamite uh, review yesterday. I didn't know this news until I saw the episode, until after I'd seen the episode. Oh, really? So I watched Dynamite with no knowledge that this had happened. Mm. And all I saw was just Sammy getting mega heat. And I was like, oh, that's Sammy getting heat because he was acting, you know, the way that Sammy acts on Twitter the other day. Like, isn't it amazing how much that heat transference has gone on Zoom because he made some posts on, on Twitter and like he's getting mega heat for it now. And then he was doing some Andrade stuff in the main event. And I was like, oh, look, he's just stoking the fires a little bit. Maybe they'll try and work it into an angle at some point. And Sammy got the win. And I was like, huh, that's certainly a choice. I guess it kind of makes sense in the grand scheme of things because he's it shows that Jericho's other love that Daniel Garcia could not be anymore, did get to score the victory because of Jer- Jericho and Sandy. I was like, oh, that's a nice little story. Then I log in and see all of this, and I didn't even think, huh, they didn't promote the Dark Order, uh, the 10 versus Andrade <laughs> match on Rampage. That's weird. Yeah. I kept thinking, because they've got the trios match. I was like, who's the third guy in the Dark Order <laughs> trios match? I was like, well, that's John Silver, and that's uh, and that's um, Alex Reynolds. I was like, who's the other guy? Because I thought five had gone. I thought yeah. Alan Angels had already left. I was like, who's the guy in the mask? Because it's not 10. He's in the Andrade match. <laughs> Little did you know. Little yeah. did I know. It was 10. <laughs> I just couldn't, I didn't pick up the pieces. Pete Quinnell, I'll come to Hello. you Hello. Uh, what was your reaction to oh, this news? Goodness me. So I found out on Twitter this morning, because I, uh, to, to peel back the curtain a little bit, I'm primarily responsible for gathering the news stories for the Talk News episodes that we do. And a grand job you do of it. Thanks, mate. Uh, and uh, I was on Twitter because um, it's a nice easy way to see what happened on Dynamite. I quite often will see people tweeting about the show, so I get people's reactions from, I follow accounts, I, I like, I trust their opinions, you know, I, 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 I 
not necessarily can formulate an opinion about the show without watching it because that's not true. You get I a can, general I, sense I get of, a how gist the, of how the public thinks exactly. about the show. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and then, you know, we're seeing the odd clip and then I saw people being like, wait, Sammy won in the main event? And I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's a weird choice. I would have had, you know, Danielson and Garcia. Win, but that's just fine, whatever. And then I scrolled on a little bit more and then there was like, I can't believe Sammy and Andrade had that fight. And I was like, say what now? <laughs> He's still talking about the Twitter thing. Scroll a little bit more. Fight for select has to report. I'm like, oh, oh guys. No. Come on. And then heard about, you know, Andrade's been sent home. And then all, all, the, all the, the details and everything came out. My reaction to this was pretty similar to how we started this show. It was just like, come on, guys. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's the lead of the news, I guess. But... <laughs> I guess that's nice. Content Club sort of for yeah, this. Yeah, it's literally just like, okay, we're going to have to talk about this on Content Club. That's the lead of the news. But, like, it's just, it's deflating at this point to just be like... And then there was, like, you know, that there was the, the, I think the, probably jumped the gun a little bit from a lot of people, but the instinct was like, how did AEW not see this coming? And then by later reports, like, they did see this coming. They had security. But get better security if that's the case, because they should be preventing stuff like this from happening. There was a sign at Dynamite, I don't know if you guys have seen this, that yep. said, yep. hire an expert HR department, or yeah. it's like, worse that effect. Yep. And I'm like, never has a truer sign been taken mm-hmm. to a wrestling show. Yeah. You know, like, everyone's like trying to get themselves over by taking video game ones that math yes. will, like, mm-hmm. post up. I'm like, no, do more of this. Like, <laughs> we should be going to Dynamite and be like, hire a head of HR! <laughs> sort this out, because it's nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah, fun fun fact for all of you. Do you know how I found out about this news? I went to listen to Stephen Larson's review of Dynamite. Because oh, every no. time I finished watching the episode of Dynamite, I'm like, I want to hear what Stephen Larson had to say about it. And it was like, backstage fun. I was like, God dang it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be talking about the show. Tempest, yeah. uh, you love this. You love it when these things happen. Love it so much. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah. I just... <laughs> I just want to watch the show yeah. for five minutes <laughs> without some nonsense happening. And I mean, I saw the news break like as it was breaking because mm. oh, wow. uh, it was it was like an hour before the show started or so, which was only like around midnight mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's far past my bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> past my bedtime. Yeah, yeah well, we were out playing board games. And, uh, and you cool young thing. Yeah, we we got we got back, and I I'm getting in, and I'm tucking myself into bed, and I just get a notification. I get the uh, fightful select email, <laughs> and I just I just see backstage altercation. I just I just turn my phone off. <laughs> No, Not dealing with that. Yep, that's that's a tomorrow Tempest problem. Yeah. Just yeah. no, yeah. not tonight. Yeah, I, I don't have the energy. I still don't have the energy to do because all of my energy for this sort of thing has been completely sapped from me. Sean you know, sapped. Sean Ross sapped. Well done. It's it's like I don't know. I feel like we used to get like maybe one of these a year. Oh, yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. And depending on the year, even later in the the WWE days, like I think everybody was kind of in line, whatever you want mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. to mean. Uh, certainly not behaving like this, but you know, you go back and there's like the Jericho Goldberg thing, Jericho mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar kind of get into a bit Jer- of a Jericho Sin Cara. Jericho Sin Cara. <laughs> it's a common thread. Here. Yeah, funny. <laughs> oh, and Sammy Guevara's tag partner. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like Booker T and Batista, you'd get one every so often, and it kind of just becomes like wrestling lore. Mm -hmm. It's like that backstage fight between those two guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a crazy time. Brett and Sean had a fight, and they pulled out some of Brett's. It was Sean's hair, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Sean's hair. Jim Cornette put in a bag and kept. Sorry, I'm I'm on a different (laughs) But I'm just sitting here trying to come up with puns rather than actually talk about the actual subject. Trying to make ourselves smile. I I just don't have it in me for this when it's like one after another after another after another. And even if it's not like a backstage altercation, which we've already seen enough of this year, it's just this negativity coming out of this locker room. And... I don't know if it would have been easier to deal with if this had been like a year ago in WWE because otherwise like WWE was a little bit stagnant Mm -hmm. at the time. It's just like, oh, make me feel something (laughs) or it's like, I don't want to feel this way about the show that I'm supposed to like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if it was happening in WWE now, I would still have the same the yeah. same feelings about it. I, I just it be, want yeah. some positivity in That's my it. wrestling. And it would feel really weird, like if there was like a backstage fight now at like Raw or SmackDown or mm-hmm. something. Like the I think our feelings towards that would be like, "That's so weird. Like, why is that happening?" Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't really want that now because it's I'm enjoying the shows and like I think this is a lot of it. They're doing some really great stuff. It's something that Ollie mentioned on one of the uh, behind the scenes podcasts. Did, did we mention that we do that on Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Talk? On one of the previous months, he was saying that because we were talking more about this kind of like the backstage altercation news that was coming out and he was saying that he thought he liked this sort of stuff and he thought he liked talking about like all the behind the scenes details and backstage and all that stuff when it came to disagreements between wrestlers and then he realized over time he's like no actually i'm just it's a bit of schadenfreude because i didn't really like wwe so when it happened in wwe i got a own bit of personal enjoyment out of it to be like how oh, that's your own fault for working for that bad company kind of thing and he was making his own fun out of it and then now it's happening across shows that we actually care about and like he's like well, this isn't fun. I don't want this to happen anymore. Yeah. And now it's the same sentiment that has been transferred back to, to WWE again in the if it started happening in WWE, I think we'd have the same feeling of being like, I don't want this, you know, taken down from the show that I want to watch and like. So I guess the question then comes is like, what is going on with Andrade and AEW? Because, I mean, there's a hell of a lot to kind of dive into here with Andrade's... Um, actions that he's been having on social media for like the last few months mm-hmm. like his free le Delo stuff and mm-hmm. you know replying to because the the match that was supposed to be on rampage this week was supposed to be andrade versus 10 mask versus career yeah and someone replies to him saying like oh i hope uh i hope 10 wins mm. and andrade replied to that person saying me too yeah it's only now as well though because i've seen that screen cap so much because we've had it in the news this week the person who sent that uh, hashtag their twitter account is called free nash carter i was like oh dear mm. but you know, he said things like that free ali like posting up his contact details which is usually what people are doing when they're trying to get other bookings uh and like even sammy's tweets were about like we all know you want to go back to wwe mm-hmm. so like f off, f get, off. Like, get get out like we, yeah. we don't want you here and it kind of ties in, like Meltzer's write-up of this, not write-up, is what he was talking about on Wrestling Observer Radio, you know, that uh, quote there, Andrade's trying to get fired. The kind of, the sort of speculation here, and I think we should call this speculation, mm-hmm. um, is that Andrade was doing this because he was trying to get himself fired. And that's a way to get out, because apparently he's got years left on his contract. And Andrade's run in AEW, I would say, has been pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. I would class it as 
bad. I, I, <laughs> That's I, what I class. I think it's the worst actual effort, push effort that, that AEW have tried on someone who could have been an actual star. Mm-hmm. I think this is the worst they've done with anyone that they've brought in. Definitely up there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like this, this is, you know, the levels of like when they used to do NXT call ups and it was like, that was the worst NXT call up they've done. Like, I think this yeah. is the worst genuine effort of a push that Tony Khan has done with a new signee. Mm-hmm. And right from the off, like pairing him with Vicky Guerrero, like the Vicky Guerrero. Even the announcement was The botched. announcement was weird. Yeah. And it was on like, you know, it was on Ramp, like a weird episode of Rampage. And it was on like, was one of those ones that was a weird time. So no one saw it. Uh, it, was, it was Dynamite. It was, it was Dynamite. before Rampage. Was it Dynamite? Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like one of the Dynamite. last shows they did at Daily's Place. Oh, it was a Friday yeah. Dynamite, wasn't yeah. it? That's, yeah. the, that's where I got confused. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Because I knew I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, And then like, he's, what's he done since? He's feuded he's the with occasional good match. That's yeah. it. Like he had a good couple of matches with Pac, right? Yeah. yeah. And had then... a few good matches with Pac, had a good street fight match with Cody, mm-hmm. had a good three way with Sammy and Darby. Yep. And it's like it's kind of it. A little a, bit a here and there. Long thing with Matt, Matt Hardy, Hardy and the, goodness the, me. The HFO and the <laughs> AFHO and then the AFO. And like it only feels like I'd it's rather that GTFO, am I right? Uh-huh. <laughs> So I'm really trying for the comedy today, mate. Pete is on fire today. <laughs> nice. Honestly, give it up for Pete in the comments. <laughs> and then it really so felt totally dissonant. Sorry. Uh, well, it's, it's fine. I'm, I actually, yeah. I'm here for it. And then when Roosh came in, it was like mm. I really had that moment of like, okay, well now, yes, like uh-huh. now Now's we get moment. now we get started on the on the the Andrade run because we've got him, Roosh, and and, and uh, Jose, the assistant. Maybe Dragon Lee will come in, and we'll have his little faction, his little Liw. Sorry, Liw. Hey, <laughs> L-I-J. Yes. yes, they are ripping off Liw. That's right for little, life. His little AEW Lij faction. You know, I thought yeah. that'd be like really really fun, right? But even then, it's not really been much of anything no. like what have they done they got some t-shirts in the first week and that was it yeah like there really yeah, is like been it. it's about it yeah. it's been weeks yeah. months and I, I really do feel that this is the biggest botched push yeah aew have had this is the, like because you can say that some they've had big misfires. You know, mm-hmm. the Nightmare... Uh, Nightmare Collective. Collect, I was trying to think what they were called there, the Collective. Yeah. Massive misfire. Yeah. Early Days of the Dark Order. Yeah. Massive misfire. Mm-hmm. This, to me, I think... But, like, those were, like... Yeah, especially in those early days. Yeah, you know, it was a bit of a misfire. Not that didn't work, but it's okay because it's, just, it's the Dark Order. And then they fixed most of them. And then they fixed yeah. most Whether of them. Whether that be with the Nightmare Collective just being like, all right, we're just going to can this. It's not working. Or with the Dark Order making it better. Mm-hmm. This just never got better. It never got going. Like, no. it never got going. I, I really do think we will look back on this and be like, what a, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah. You know, like how you, when some ECW guys went to WCW. Like mm-hmm. I think like a Mike Awesome. Yeah. yeah, like what a wasted opportunity that was you had there. Or I, I think it's some guys that went to uh WWE from WCW. Like I look at, I will look at a Raven in mm-hmm. two thousand. I was like, that is a missed opportunity right there. I hear you like that guy. I, I'm I'm fairly keen on him, yeah. Uh Taz, I think it was a missed opportunity mm-hmm. in, in WWE. I think this is when we look back, we're like, that is one of the biggest missed opportunities this company's ever had. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I've also got I've got a uh, thread of of tweets here that I'd like to to quickly read because I think it would mm. be good for discussion. Please, please and do. It, it's mm. topical here. Yeah. This this comes from uh, Rob Viper on Twitter, who uh, is, famously covers uh, Lucha Libre in mm-hmm. particular. 
bear with me here. There, there, there is a point to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he says, here's the problem when you work with someone like L.A. Park. And this mm-hmm. L.A. Park, of course, Skeleton Man. Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody's seen him do the skeleton walk. It's not that he always wants to win. In the right scenarios, he'll lose. It's an ego thing. He just wants to be the center of attention. You have to treat him like he's the biggest star in your world. When he wants his family or friends involved in the show, you always give in. Most people feel that by doing that, perhaps Park will be more open to playing nice when it comes to working angles you want to do or being involved in matches he normally would oppose to be in. Most people have found you can't trust Park on the mic, so promotions end up giving him mouthpieces to get, ac- to get across points he either can't or won't do on his own. If you dare criticize his delivery or try to ask for multiple takes, it turns into a whole thing. Best to just let him be. L.A. Park has, an, has this image of himself in his own head. No matter what storylines you are doing or want to do, in his mind, he's playing the part he wants to play. He's, conti- he's carrying himself the way he wants to carry himself. He's talking the way he pictures someone like him would talk. If you don't play along to pacify Park, he becomes belligerent. If you push back at all, he will go sour quickly. He'll be loud about it. Others, will, uh, others who work in your promotion will see his open disrespect, and it always hurts morale. You lose respect, it's a no-win situation. L.A. Park will never be happy in a major company. Why? Because a major company revolves around many people who all have egos. It can never all be about one man. So, so no matter how much you give and give to make him happy, in the end it comes down to, what have you done for me lately? Anyways, the above tweets have not been about L.A. Park at all. They've been about Andrade. <laughs> yeah, send is. him home. Don't let his rotten attitude corrupt AEW. Or send him back to Paul where inevitably the same cycle will repeat itself for a fourth time. Wow. That comes yeah. from someone who kind of knows the Lucha Libre scene a little bit better mm-hmm. than yeah. you, I, or anybody on the WrestleTalk team. And I don't want this to be one person over the other or anything like that because I think... Everybody needs to grow up a little bit in this situation, maybe be a little bit more professional in how they conduct themselves. Mm -hmm. And I get that there are frustrations involved right now, that there are people in AEW who don't want to be in AEW. And there's a whole conversation that we can and probably will have about contracts and whether you'll be released if you want to or whatnot. But I find all of that to be very, very interesting. I don't think Andrade has been pushed well by any means, but I think there's a lot more to his use in AEW than just, oh, he hasn't been pushed. Mm. So, I mean, let's let's talk about that now because I think it is actually quite pertinent to this conversation. Andrade was sent home uh, following mm-hmm. the, this altercation. According to Meltzer, he was doing this because he was trying to get himself fired. He was causing this scene because... Tony Khan has said no one is going to be granted a release. If you ask for your release, you will not be granted your release. And we'll come on to that subject in a little bit because I think that that's actually very interesting when you compare it to the reaction that people have for WWE Town when the same thing happens because I think that's an interesting topic. So what do you now do with Andrade here? Mm-hmm. Brian Alvarez's point when talking about this with, uh, with Meltzer was send him home and pay him to stay at home. Mm-hmm. And Dave said... What a waste of money. And Brian's point is just like, I mean, if you don't see him as a draw for you anyway, like you may as well just send him home and he could just sell out the rest of his contract and you're just paying for the rest of his contract and then his contract expires and then he goes off into the sunset. Because if you release him now, you also set the precedent of 
if you want out, you have to do this because Tony has been so vocal in saying you cannot, you will not be granted your release if you ask it. So Andrade is taking that and be like, well, okay, I'll do this. If you then do grant him his release, surely that sets a precedent for him. It's like, well, if I want to get out then, I've just got to go and do something like what Andrade did. And that just mm -hmm. creates an awful work environment backstage. So, and I don't think we're going to have an answer for this. I, I, I'm not expecting anyone to be like, this is the answer. This is how you fix it. But kind of what do you do now? Yeah. I mean, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Tempest. Well, I was just going to say, I think if you if you really just shrink it down to the bare bones options, you have three options. Mm -hmm. Bring him back to work, you fire him, or you let him sit home. Of those three options, I think Brian's answer of uh, punish him by making him sit home is the best option of the three. Because you either bring him back to work, which doesn't seem like a good thing to be doing right now considering the atmosphere that apparently he's bringing to the locker room or at the very least this situation you give him what he wants which i agree sets a bad precedent or you punish him the the only way that this punishment really will take form and hurt him which is by not letting him wrestle and if you're just looking at it like what's the best thing to do for aew I guess you could just say, like, forget about precedent. Let's just wash our hands of him, be gone, never think about him again. But I also do kind of think that rewards this behavior a little bit. And I don't think that that's right. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's, it's such a difficult uh, situation. Is there a secret fourth option? Could you suspend him without pay? Well, would, would, would they've done would, with Punkin. Would that? Ex, would that? Ex, I don't know the details of how the contracts work. Would that extend his contract out? So you know, if you suspended him for two weeks, he then would have an extra two weeks at the end of his contract, or would it still be no? You just don't get paid for these two weeks, and that's that kind of thing. I, I don't know either. I know it applies to injuries mm-hmm. because the story on Omega is that Omega's contract is up in January of next year, mm-hmm. but they have the option to extend it up by nine months because that's how long he was out for injury. Right. But I, so I don't know how it works with yeah. suspensions because that might just be you have made the active choice. Mm. to send them home right yeah you probably couldn't add that time on but i, I don't know I, I don't know either but just something to consider that maybe that could be another option if you did want to actually punish him you could be like no you're suspended without pay because you've been unprofessional with behavior and you know all that stuff it's potentially an option uh but anyway of those the if we're if removing that as an option the other three i agree i think having him sit at home is probably the best thing to do i think that it's probably always been a thing where if someone is acting really unprofessionally and actively trying to get fired, there's probably been instances of people being fired by it. But I think there's a larger uh, perspective of not just getting out of the company, but then getting hired by another one. Because if you cause a massive ruckus on your way out of a company and act unprofessional, you're way less likely to get hired by another company because they will look at that and just go, unprofessional. Unless... You're Jeff Hardy. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, Unless you already have, like, you know there's an in another way around. You know, if Andrade has already potentially, you know, had contact with WWE and said, well, I want to come back, and they go, okay, we'll make that happen kind of thing. And now he's just trying to get out of AEW, like, do anything you can to get out of it, and we'll bring you back. Pure speculation. Pure, like... Well, you know, tinfoil tin, tin hat conspiracy theory. I, 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 I mean, but, I don't think you're far off the base. There's something I'm going to find the quote from Meltzer about that because mm. I think there is something to it. Sorry, you go. You go. Yeah. So, so I don't know if because to me that's always been like the um the barrier. Like for years and years and years, for uh, people that have been upset in WWE and been asking their for, for their release and it not happening. There's always been like a section of people who's been like, just get fired, like do something bad and get fired. It was the same thing with like Moxley. When he was in WWE, he was saying on the Talk is Jericho podcast, and he's saying he was done with WWE, he wanted out, and he was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna resign my contract, but I'm gonna work for the remainder of my dates because I don't want to be unprofessional. Mm-hmm. I need out. And it got really serious for him. Like he got into a really bad mental state. But he was like, This is the contract I've signed. I'm gonna see out the rest of the dates on my contract, and I'm gonna work what they want me to work because that's my job. But after that, I am gone. I'm not going to do this anymore. And he said, like, he, I believe he actually said on the Talk of Jericho podcast, like, I didn't want to be that guy. I'm not going to go and do something to get myself fired because I don't want to be unprofessional. 
And yeah, it, I, I think it's just like, I don't think this is ever the route you want to take to try and get fired. I think it, 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 it like, it sullies your name to do that. And it, it really like harms your uh, image in the wrestling world if you're being unprofessional to get fired. Because yeah. uh, there was a quote here from uh, from uh, Meltzer talking about how WWE contacted a bunch of AEW guys to let them know they wanted them to come back. It's not a direct quote. This is someone's write up of um, of mm-hmm. Dave's, which you know which we've heard reports of before. There's the the whole contract tampering thing that, that's mm-hmm. going on at the moment, yeah. and AEW had to send legal letters out to WWE mm-hmm. to tell them to not do that because. You can't do that. Because you, can, you can't do that. Do that. Yeah. But WWE have reached out to a lot of the those former NXT guys, those former WWE guys, and said, we want you to come back. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you can to get out of your contract and come back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Swerve Strickland just passed him on to his representatives. FTR have just said, we'll have these conversations when our contracts are up. And Andrade and Malachi Black, I think, were two of the other ones that have been contacted, at least certainly been reported. Malachi Black has... You know, we we won't go into that subject because we covered that last week, and I think the comments will all agree <laughs> unanimously. It was a great episode. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. Mm. Um, but it's I I can see that this is a case of that WWE comes out to him and he thinks like grass is greener for me over there. I've probably got way more opportunities now, particularly with Triple H in charge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a much better shake at the stick than I did the first time around that I was there. That's my new place to go. But kind of as, you know, we were talking about with that Twitter thread, it's like, if he goes there and then the same problems happens, like, and then what just happens then for, for Andrade? And like, mm-hmm. we just, we just go around this cycle again and again and again and again with him. I go back to AEW. Well, maybe he'll go back to <laughs> AEW again. Yeah. And I, <sighs> In this scenario, there is a part of me that just thinks, let him go. Mm-hmm. I get him out of his contract and just let him go. Now, I appreciate it does set a precedent. It's a horrible precedent. Mm. If you want to get out, you need to do something like this to get out. Mm-hmm. But kind of like as Dave said in on Wrestling Observer Radio, what they have on their hands now is a cancer within the locker room, yeah. which is just, and it's spreading sort of misery and that discontent. It's from the Fightful Slack report. It's disheartening because everything was going so much better for the locker room following Brawl Out, and now you've just got this another big setback. Yeah. Like, why you could just cut the head off the snake now and just let him go back to WWE. Don't, like, get yourselves out of a dick-measuring contest with Triple H and just let him go back to WWE. Because really, at the end of the day, that doesn't hurt you. Mm. Massively so. It really doesn't hurt you or your brand. And it could it could help WWE. Might not help WWE, but what it does do is remove this from mm-hmm. your locker room, yeah. or remove this from just him being sat at home for the next five years with access to Twitter, with mm. access to Instagram, with access people contacting him for interviews. And if you sent home, because like the way with AEW press is that like we go through AEW's um, PR team to get interviews, but there are people who do things outside of that. That's what MJF got in trouble for. So if M- if Andrade sat at home and he doesn't care, people are like, do you want to do an interview? He's like, yeah, I'll go to an interview. Mm. I'll go out there and I'll say some mess. And I'll yeah, what are they going to do? Fire me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it, Pete. What yeah. are they going to do? So just just get rid. Like yeah. if, if, you, if really the story is, because they're going by what Dave and Brian have said, this was Andrade started this fight. Mm-hmm. That's why Sammy was still on TV uh, in, on, in the main event. They say that if Sammy had started the fight, he would have also not been on TV and he would have been sent home at the same time. But this was Andrade looking to do something. By the way, reportedly, you know, mm-hmm. this is rumor and innuendo. He was the one to start this fight because he was trying to get this done. 
I mean, yeah. I, I, for me personally, I, I'd be done with it. But then again, I also said on the CM Punk episode that you and I did, I think I'd just get rid. Mm -hmm. I think I'd, if you don't want to be there, then you don't be here. Yeah. It kind of would be my, my attitude to it. Yeah. I, I think this also, it's a very difficult situation to be in for AEW because they've almost, they've created this precedent of you need to do something drastic to get fired, even though they haven't fired anyone yet because of stuff like this, because they're not releasing people from that. And if they were, then this stuff maybe wouldn't happen. But there's an argument to be made that they shouldn't be doing the releases, or maybe they should. And I don't know whether they should or not. Uh, uh, it's for, very difficult. For, for me, like, uh, I know this is a completely like, personal uh, stance that I take on this. Mm -hmm. I take the same stance I had with with when WWE, when people ask for their release in WWE, it's like, well, if you are unhappy here mm -hmm. and you want to go work elsewhere, then on, on, on your merry way you go. And I wish you nothing but the best in your future endeavors. Mm -hmm. Like when Ali asked for his release, yeah. you know, we were all like, I, he should be granted his release. Uh, when um, Brody Lee asked for mm -hmm. his release, we were all like, should be granted his release. And it's, I think it's funny that we have now seen some people request their release from AEW. And it's not been granted, but the reaction to it has not been quite the same as it was. Like, there, I think there's the same level of anger of like people being trapped within AEW, like we were saying for people like the Revival FTR, Brody mm -hmm. Lee, and, and Mustafa Ali, and things like that. And I think the reason for that, and I don't, I don't know why you guys think about this or what you know, people watching at home think about this, I think that the reason why there's a different opinion and sort of a different vibe between the two things is that. AEW, outside of a handful of occasions, have honored all of their contracts. Mm -hmm. The only time people have been have left the company are because they have done something actively wrong, like a Jimmy Havoc or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Or their contracts have expired, and that's it. We're not renewing your contract. Whereas yeah. WWE released people left, right, and center when they yeah. were in the middle of their big contracts. And then when people ask me, like, no, nah, no, you've got to stay now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, why do, why do I have to say when you know you just fired 180 mm -hmm. people over two yeah. years? So I think that's where that's where the two differences lie, right? Yeah, I think it plays a large part mm -hmm. in it. You know, I I think there is some form of you know WWE slash AEW bias from certain people. Oh, 100 percent. You know, on this, but that's you know everybody's got their own personal biases towards everything. We're we're humans. I think that's totally fair. Where I kind of land on this, and it's difficult because there are different conflicting parts of my brain when it comes to this topic, because I am always going to be on the side of workers over corporate, just in general, <laughs> yeah, down with capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just in general, if somebody's not happy in a place, I don't necessarily feel like they should be forced to continue doing a job they don't want to do. Yeah. But on the same on the, on the flip side of that coin, there is something to be said about you making a decision to sign a contract for X amount of time and just deciding after a year, nah, I actually don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that that is fair to a promoter that is honoring their end of the bargain here. And I've... It it's difficult because you brought up the John Moxley thing mm. and throughout all of this I find that John Moxley's approach to handling his contract and being somewhere he didn't want to be has been the most professional mm -hmm. of and the best way to handle all of it. Go to work and you do your best 
and you know that the light at, at, at the end of the tunnel is coming. Yep. Granted, when he was completely at his wit's end about everything from his stories and whatnot, there was like a year and a half, two years left on his contract. We're seeing a lot of people in AEW with like five years on mm-hmm. their contract. And I do think that that plays a large role in things. I do think that with a five-year contract hanging over your head, all of a sudden, that is a large chunk of your life that you do not want to spend unhappy. Prime years. And I do not think necessarily that these folks should be forced to do that. Mm -hmm. But I do think there is some level of personal responsibility that you need to take for signing a contract and then regretting it. Because Mm -hmm. these people, they are people... 100%, first and foremost, they are people, but they are also athletes and assets to this company. And I feel the same way if I see an athlete who gets upset with the contract that they are in. And you see this a a lot of the time in basketball where they just decide, I'm not happy here anymore, I'm not gonna play. It's like, well, you did sign a contract that said you will play for this team. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you really got down to it and I haven't seen a lot of this. I'm sure in that situation, you could probably be sued for breach of contract mm-hmm. for just refusing to do the job that you have signed that you said that you would do. But it just comes down to the matter of they are kind of an asset where all of a sudden now there are plans that will be forced to change. We've seen a lot of plans that have you know been forced to change in AEW this year. I'm not saying that that is something that makes it worth all of this stress and strife because I don't believe that it is, but there are many different layers and it's not just a black and white issue here. It's really not. And I agree with a a lot of what you said in that if you've signed a long-term deal and you decide, I don't want this anymore, you've signed a long-term deal. But also, if you're only offered a long-term deal and you don't have a short-term option, what else are you supposed to sign? You yeah. know, If you have the option of doing a one, three, or five-year deal and you choose five, and then you go, after one year, actually, I don't want to do this. Sorry, that's on you, pal. You signed a five-year deal. But if they only have the five-year option... Well, are they supposed to just not have a job? You know, like, what, well, what, what else are you going to do? Try and get work elsewhere, I Try guess. and get work yeah, on the like independence or whatever. Go work just exclusively with AAA and just get a different contract but down you can, there or You whatever. can totally understand why someone would want to have a guaranteed paycheck every month for, like, five years. Because you're like, that sounds comfortable. Sounds great. And also, like, at the time as well, AEW was, like, the place to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, we were going... Recently, we had a... You know, looking at the numbers that the, the channels were doing last year. And the channels were all peanuts on the up last year because mm. it was coming off the back of All Out. What some people still mm-hmm. say is like one of the greatest wrestling pay-per-views of the last five years, mm-hmm. five, ten years, because it was not only a great card, but it was capped off with Danielson and capped off with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, because you'd had a lot of these like released WWE guys and WWE was on such a downturn, mm-hmm. compared like last year, it's All Out versus Extreme Rules mm-hmm. with Balor falling on his fecking ass because god intervened and all of a sudden like aw was the place to go but it's a very like what a difference one year makes yeah because aew has had a bad 2021 2022 oh man what year is it um <laughs> I, oh, I will say the first 
three, four months, were actually very good. <laughs> so what you're saying is, while Hangman was champion, it was still fine. <laughs> I, I made the point that yeah. he should have remained champion. Like, yeah. You know, there's it, ripple effects. There's a different world mm -hmm. where we would have looked at where Hangman Page is still where AEW World Champion and everyone is having a grand old time with daisies and rows or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like we are, I think it has had a bad six months really bad six months whole lot of unrest whole lot of unhappiness dave on wrestling observer radio said like this is this is an example of unrest but quote it's not the only one no there are people in this company because tony signed so many people and there's only so many hours of tv that just haven't had the opportunities to shine and because he's got a boner for the ass boys they're always on tv instead and you like you're frustrated like ftr's promo they cut at royal mm -hmm. quest yep. yeah like and they're the greatest tag team on the planet the pop they got in this week's dynamite is just like look how over we are and there's tony being like yeah i'll probably do probably do keith lee and uh, as well strickland again uh, mm -hmm. with the acclaimed we'll we'll save ftr for another time the problem is you keep saving and saving and saving and saving and by the time uh, eddie kingston it doesn't feel as over as he as he once was earlier this year no like no there's idea. there's a, a missed ball right there like an open goal that you did not take remember when people were like eddie kingston to win the aw world title at grand slam right right so far off that at this point so far off like, because we went in a different direction we picked someone else yeah and it feels like i think ftr are a team and then I actually think someone's going to make a comment about this because I will bring up the end of year podcast awards. I talked about how like um, Dax Harwood, like who could beat John Moxley as like wrestler of the year. And someone said Dax Harwood says hello. And I was like, I mean, yeah, if you'd have gone by the first four or five months of the mm -hmm. year, but mm -hmm. they haven't had matches on TV. Yeah. And they've not been wrestling as much because for whatever reason, Tony's like, hmm, this most overact in my company. Uh, well, I can't just do this now because I have to put the belts on, so I'll just keep delaying it. And then yeah. you lose a lot of their momentum. I think Wardlow's lost a lot of momentum. Yeah. 100%. You can go down the list oh, of man. The people mm. on the roster that don't feel as hot as they did six, nine months ago. Yeah. You know, it, and it I think, really bothers me when I think about it. Same here. And I think part of that is the way that the company has handled itself and whether Tony has booked the show. But I also think a lot of the news that has come out around the company and the backstage unrest has just made people look at AEW less favorably than they were doing mm -hmm. six months ago. Yeah. It, and this is probably a side conversation, but it's a point I want to bring up. It's Content Club. We can go on tangents. Of course we can. Why do all of AEW's champions not feel important? I think Moxley does. Mox, Moxley, I would argue, like when he was on Dynamite this week and he cut that promo on Hangman Page, mm -hmm. and Hangman Page's response and everything, it's I was more, like... It's more of a general, like, from the year kind of thing. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, Hangman yeah. when he was champ not important like wardlow won the title and then has done nothing since and like ftr's won a bunch of titles are oh, they're gonna be featured loads because they got loads of no nope. all right cool and then you have like jade cargill is still being jade cargill and just kind of winning really quickly and that's it hook won the fdw title and done nothing forgot, since like, like this just feels like the titles are actually just anchors and then just as soon as you get it, you're like mm, down the card it's like Book your champions better. Hey, I don't know. look, I don't want to give this man too much credit because I think he gets enough of it. But Ollie Davis did say this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> when, do you remember when you and Ollie did that AEW Dynamite mm -hmm. review when Tony announced he'd bought Ring of Honor? Yeah. And everyone was going like, this is going to be the greatest thing. And you and Ollie sat there and be like, it's also, you're taking on a hell of a I lot. I think it is going like, to be You're spreading thing. yourself really thin. You're just about to introduce a whole new, to, like a whole load of belts that you're now going to mm -hmm. try and get over. And you're doing all this New Japan stuff as well. It might end up diluting the product. 
and in some ways i feel like it really has i mean i think the that's the, that's the nexus event to me where yeah the show all of a sudden it wasn't as coherent because mm-hmm. you had to serve so many masters all mm. of a sudden you had so many more things that equally needed tv time and instead of having you know however many champions aew had had to that point like five champions or so because you got your tnt tbs men's women's and tag now all of a sudden you add in like another four belts and then and then they added two more and then (laughs) two more and that is instead of really focusing on five things now we're kind of half focusing on like 12 and everything is spread far 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 too thin i think that like there's a, a larger argument and larger conversation to be had about what's happened with aew this year and the mm-hmm. changes of their booking where i find a lot more often nowadays the shows are booked to put on good matches on tv as opposed to furthering the storylines to build up to the pay-per-view and i don't necessarily think that there isn't a good way to do that booking philosophy but I think you need more pay-per-views in that case to actually have your big blow-off matches that you're still choosing to save for big moments that, as we've seen, and I will continue to bring up Santana and Ortiz against the Lucha Brothers, oh, yeah. you wait too long, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, they're gone. They're gone. And they're, it, you've missed your chance. And the fact that they missed their chance to do that match in particular, when you had, like, over two years mm-hmm. to do that match, I do not understand it. I came up with an analogy just while you were talking then that I think is really apt. AEW, after they bought Ring of Honor, became Avengers Age of Ultron, where you have to tell not only a story, you have to introduce these new characters into the story and tease all of the Phase 3 movies in the same time. Then you have to have Thor go off and have like a little side bit with a pool where he's having visions about this other thing. And then Hawkeye's doing this thing. And then you need to create Ultron. And Banner is also here. And you just, oh, we need to create Vision at the same time as well. It's just all of these layers being added onto the show where everything feels diluted and it's not as good. I was at the uh, a press screening of Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. And Joss Whedon walked out on stage and he turned around to the screen. He looked up at that poster and he turned to us and he said, I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, a, a lot has been written about Joss Whedon now. So like, it, it feels weird to be talking about, you know, like talking about irreverentially like we did back in the day when he mm. was king of the geeks and all this sort of stuff, because yeah. he's not a nice person as it turns out. But that was the movie that, that destroyed, like he was Captain MCU at that point. Yeah, he was, was Avengers, man. He yeah. was the guy. He was the head of like overseeing all that stuff in the MCU. And Age of Ultron broke him. Yeah. And he's done, he did interviews being like, I was forced to go and film a bunch of stuff that didn't actually work within the movie. The Thor taking mm-hmm. a bath scene yeah. is the most like obvious one where Thor's just for a bit, was like, gotta go, BRB. Yeah. And then it's like away from keys. And then he came back and he was just like, yeah, back now. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that in, in uh, when we get to Ragnarok. And then by the time we get to Ragnarok, Ragnarok's a completely different movie than what we set up in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And I think actually it's a pretty good analogy of, I, I don't, I think they managed to like, maybe this will be, AEW can recover. Because mm. Phase 3 did recover the MCU. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that later on down the line because people said that the wheels have fallen off with Phase 4 because... There's so many hours of content mm, in there, and not all of sure it has is. been not all of it's been great. Um, but I think they can perhaps get back some of the the love that they once had, yeah. and I think AEW can as well. Absolutely. But I also come back to a happy locker room 
makes for a happy product. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right, Tempest, like the show itself has lost some of its vision and it's lost some of its like direction. But if everyone's like, like oh man, I mean, it's, it's not a fair thing to bring up. Do you remember that video of Eddie Kingston doing the big rah-rah speech at the Brady mm -hmm. Lee tribute show? Yeah. Like, where's that AEW locker room? Like, where's that gone? And I think we nearly got it back, but every now and again, and it's not even every now and again, it's becoming more and more consistent now. Something happens. And we end up back in the situation where you and I, uh, the three of us, are sat down here and it's like, well, guess what, guys? It happened again. Like, mm -hmm. and we are, and we have to have these same conversations. It's disheartening. Isn't, isn't it? it just? It's yeah. deflating. Yeah. I don't like talking about it that much. And I, I really hope they can get it back. I, I just feel like they need, obviously, Happy Locker Room is step one. But just a bit more focus on their TV shows. It feels like everything is very unfocused on their TV. It's like, as we said, it's serving a lot of different masters. It's like, we can have this match to tease this Ring of Honor thing, and then this thing, and then this thing, and this thing. And then before you know it, FTR haven't been booked for like a month. It's like, okay. I mean, you talk about like Ring of Honor being that Nexus event. It does feel like a lot. Like when I was watching uh, Dynamite this week, it feels like, man, Tony is just waiting for that Ring of Honor TV deal. Mm -hmm. I do and think that that will hopefully solve a lot of the issues with the pacing of Dynamite. Me too. Mm. And I just need them to get on that. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I think, I I think Tony thought he would have had it by now. Yeah, I really 100%. do think he thought he would have already had it. Because out there, in the parking lot <laughs> is not like it's not the announcement it should have been i don't think it should have been i've bought ring of honor and here's a tv deal yeah it should have been we just keep thing. waiting and waiting and waiting yeah. um should we get some some closing thoughts yes uh, on this situation mm. um i mean we we kind of we have said a lot here but me personally this is my personal take on the situation i would cut him mm -hmm. i would get rid sure it may set a bad precedent but I don't think that are going to be people that are going to this length to try and get themselves fired, particularly if you do make it a prospect of if you have a problem, you come to me and we can discuss it. If you want to ask for your release, you come and talk to me and we can talk this out and we'll go through what we can do. And if you're still unhappy by the end of that, maybe give it three months. If you're still unhappy, then we'll go our separate ways. Mm -hmm. there, is a, there is a balance between the two. It's like when Cody Rhodes, um, when he was in AEW, in sort of response to the criticism of the women's uh, storyline booking, he said, well, not every feud can be war and peace. It's like, well, no, we're not asking for the longest story ever written and one week's worth of, you know, and a pamphlet. There is a middle ground mm -hmm. here. And I think we do have a middle ground available to us. It is not just you are stuck for five years or you never get your release. There is a middle ground between this yeah. where you can try and work things out. And I hope yeah. that they can try and work something out here. Yeah, I hope they can as well. Um, obviously, like some of the details are still coming out for uh, currently when we're recording it on Thursday anyway, that some of the details are still coming out with Andrade and Sammy and stuff. I don't really know much about of Sammy's involvement in this altercation or how that went down because that may yeah. play a factor into all of this stuff like obviously andrade was the one who got sent home but i don't know how involved sammy was in this altercation or how much of an instigator he was or whatever according to Meltzer, he says the general consensus is sammy didn't do anything wrong in the andrade altercation mm -hmm. one version did say sammy said something to andrade didn't push him but says something and then got hit but that's one person and the other person says that didn't even happen so we are getting a lot of he said she said yeah but the general consensus is 
this was Andrade instigating it. But we may yes. find out, like, by the time this episode comes out or in the mm-hmm. next week or so, a completely different side of it. Look at Brawl Out. Yeah. The various exactly. different sides of the story, we ended up with that within seven, a span of seven days. Yeah. So, obviously, like, if there is more involvement from Sammy, that may, you know, change my opinion personally. But the man is clearly not happy in AEW. Uh, I, I don't know what I'd do. And I'm glad that I'm not in Tony's position. <laughs> yeah. uh, but just in general, sort it out, mate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> sort out your locker room. And actually, like, I don't know. People just need to grow up a bit. <laughs> Hire an HR expert. Hire an HR Hire expert. The sign said it best. Yeah, the yeah. Sign, yeah. Whoever, if you are in our comments and you did bring that sign, then thank you. Well done. Well done Thumbs to up. you. That is all we've got time for in this edition of Blackpool Content Club. Hopefully next week will be a happier episode. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I mean, I we... won't be here for next week's episode. You won't be. It'll be just I'm be on me... my holly bobs. It'll just be me and you, Tempo, again. The, the guys were keeping this show afloat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> carrying, I'm sorry. Carrying the weight of the content club on our shoulders. Yeah. Um, but we will be back next week. Probably talking about the fallout of Extreme Rules. Maybe we'll talk about what our favorite matches were in this and the other. Oh, let's not speculate about what we're going to talk about because anytime you come up with a topic, it changes last minute. Every time. You're absolutely right, Pete. And normally it's an AW backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it'll be? This story again. Like, <laughs> yeah. The next chapter of this. <laughs> uh, but until then, I have been Luke Cohen. That has been Chopper Pete Quinnell. That has been your Jam That Champion, Tempest. And that was wrestling. Jam That Jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.